beneath the quiet fishing town of Otari, something sinister has awoken. The sorceress Belcora Harovex, destroyed nearly 500 years ago by the Rose Guard, has returned. Her spirit will not rest until it finishes what she started so long ago. The destruction of Absalom, and with it, Otari. A band of heroes have united to answer the call, delving beneath the mysterious lighthouse known as the Gauntlet. Together, they discovered a dungeon that Belcora called the Abomination Vaults, originating from a site where their outer goddess Nimbaloth once brushed against this world. During their adventures, the heroes have managed to dispatch cults dedicated to the Ghost Queen, the self-appointed guardian of the lighthouse named Volok, a flesh warper conducting strange experiments in his laboratory named Jafaki, and most recently, a contract devil named Yurevian, general to Belcora's armies, now sent back to the Nine Hells. With the pathway cleared, the heroes of Atari must take up their weapons one last time, descend down into the lowest levels of the Abomination Vaults, and face off against Belcora once and for all, hoping to find a way to put an end to her vengeful quest. Will the heroes succeed in their task, or will they, like so many before them, finally succumb to the eyes of empty death. We fade in on a 20-something-year-old man. His face looks like a week or so unshaved with smears of dirt across his cheeks. Despite this, he is wearing a set of full plate mail and his blade looks immaculate. He looks back at us, staring directly into the camera with an air of confidence. Please, cousin, I have come because I want to help restore our family to their rightful place. We hear a voice off screen, sneering. <laughs> and where were you when we were cast out of Absalom? He pauses for just a moment. Belcora, I was but a child. My parents. The voice cuts him off. Belcora walks into frame, her younger, still alive self. Your parents abandoned us. Tell me, Kalido, why exactly have you come here to find me? As the camera pulls out just a bit, we can see a chamber. The hall is lined with statues, and a small chant can be heard in the surrounding halls. Wisps flicker around here, watching the proceedings. Belcora stands her ground, looking up at her physically imposing cousin. I, I have come to aid my cousin. Belcora shakes her head. <laughs> You've come to suckle on the teat of my power. 
is unworthy. We hear a voice from off screen. The camera follows Kalito's gaze upwards towards a throne. Here, at the head of this hall, sitting upon a throne made of heavy stone, sits a womanly skeleton decorated in moss. He should be taken to the garden. As the mouth moves, an otherworldly hiss emanates from the jaws, speaking the words from it, despite the fact there's no tongue or anything. Polito looks. I am a worthy warrior. Let me serve you, says Kalito, looking right at Belcora. She smiles a bit. Do you promise to serve me faithfully in this life and beyond? Kalito nods. Without question. Good, is Belcora's only answer. With the flick of her hand, seven black tendrils begin to reach out, spreading along the floor, searching for life force, finding Kalito. Before he can respond, he is lifted off the ground by the tendrils, and slowly but surely, his body is drained of all liquid and all life force. Within a minute, he clatters to the floor, a loud bang in the quiet hallways, as his armor clanks to the ground with his lifeless body. Unworthy, repeats the skeletal woman on the throne. Belcora simply shakes her head. I have spared him an empty death. As she stands over the body, she begins working some magic. A small glimmer of darkness is summoned to her fingertips no more than the size of a walnut. And we see her take that ball of energy and press it into the skull beneath the helmet. There's a sudden jerk as the body begins to stir, eventually standing and rising back to its full height. Its voice is colder, lacking the emotion from before. I will serve you, cousin. Belcora simply smiles at the skeleton on the throne. Long dream the dead. Yet even death can die. He completes the thought. Our camera is zoomed in close on his lifeless face. His skull visible beneath the thin layer of skin that still clings to his body. Slowly, we have a crossfade, and we can see now the skin is completely gone. All that lies beneath the armor is the bone, the skeleton of the man that once called himself Kalido. His eyes glowing now with dark pools of energy. There's a big clang as we can see he is in combat. As the camera pulls out, we see him clashing with Nulara. The rest of the heroes around the room are looking rough as he clutches his greatsword, ice clinging to its surface. Players, we are still in initiative. Let's get going with our battle. Woo! Let's go. 
How long does the uh, effects of Lay on Hands last? Is it just a round? The effects are one round until I do it again. The yeah, the the movement speed bonus is that what it was? Or movement the, speed oh, and AC. AC and AC, yeah. awesome. All right, so Kalito is the first. He gets to go. He's at the top of initiative. I'll unpause combat. So Kalito, <laughs> we we skipped over the part where he like opens the door menacingly, and you guys close <laughs> it on him and forced him to use half his actions to reopen and step through, yeah. which was an awesome move, by the way. So. <laughs> At this point, he's now regrouped the sword. He's in the room. He's got. He's, he looks at the group of you. He's got Nulara and Mukta and Hal right in front of him. His jaw opens a little, like unnervingly, as hard as it is. And you watch as this cloud of cold energy just bursts forth from his mouth. It's like he's breathing almost like a cloud of cold. He's is using this his. A spell? It is, it's an ability, it's not a spell. Mm. It is not considered an interactability, unfortunately. It doesn't have interact tech, but it's called Devastating Blast. So he's going to do a 30-foot cone. Dang. Towards uh, the uh, back right corner, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes ahead and he does this Devastating okay. Cone of Cold that hits Mukta, Nulara, and Hal. Mushi and Clovis are luckily he can't get all of you in the same time. So... All of you need to make a reflex saving throw. Hey, happy holidays. Let's go. Oh, 19. Nice. Oh, Mukta with the natural 20. I think I'm going to use a hero point. Okay. Oh, wait, who, who's using the hero point in first round of combat? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Not Mukta. Making sure. Making sure. Not Mukta. We'll okay, see. how? Because Hal got a failure for sure. Mm-hmm. Lara's got a success. And Mukta's got a critical success. Yes. Oh, good that's a good use point. of a hero point. Good so point. that takes you to a success, uh, but not a critical success. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I'll roll the damage. 6d12 cold damage. That's a lot of 11s on there. Holy 50 gosh. points of cold yes. damage. Now, Ooh. Mukta, with your awesome nimbleness and reflex awesomeness, you take zero damage from this. Wow. Nulara and Hal, you take half. So you take 25 damage each. Okay. Ouch. Mm. And then with his third and final action, he, as you're like shielding yourself from this uh, reflex. Oh, do you, do you have something with, with Nulara that allows you to add your shield to your reflex save? Or is that, am I going crazy? No, my shield's broken. Oh, right, right. But mm-hmm. if it was raised, you could add it to your reflex save. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? Okay. Yeah, that's I right. I forgot about that. It, yeah. Your shield broke last mm-hmm. combat. It's it's now sh- broken, broken and, like, mm-hmm. unusable. It, crazy. Okay. He uh, brings his... His Frost Greatsword down with his third and final action targeting New Lara. Okay. You are there. Yes, I am here. That's a 33. It's... Oh, an 11 and a 10 on the dice. So that's 35 points of damage in total. Okay. Let's go. But that's all three actions of his. Okay, sweet. Uh, First act. Oh, wait, I thought you were attacking. Never mind. No, sorry. (laughs) You're really excited for that attack. I I was a little confused a second. Uh, I thought you were getting yourself psyched up. 
like, yeah, let's go, guys. We got this. But no, you were just thought New Lara did 35 points of damage. <laughs> okay, uh, first action, I am going to hit him with Ancora's blade. Okay. Now, the good point this week, guys, we're not fighting a giant block of stone, so it shouldn't be resistant to all your physical damage. Okay. Just precision and all magic. And I click and target undead creature. Yes, he is undead, 100%. Uh, that would be 34 to hit. That will hit. Perfect. So that is uh, 25 points of slashing damage. Let's go for real this time. Technically, <laughs> it's 23 slashing and two positive. But oh, 23, two it, positive. It rolls it all together. Uh, he is not... He's super weak to positive, right? No, like, he's not. Weak, he's not weak. weak. He just, but he does take the full damage. Okay. All right, 25 uh, points of damage. Sweet. Uh, second action, I'm going to take a step. And then okay. for my third action, I am going to aid Mukta on his attack by trying to trip him a little bit to give uh, Mukta, like, a better uh, nice. aim. Yeah. Awesome. Get the armpit! <laughs> awesome. I love it. All right, Mukta. All right, so he didn't seem to take any extra damage from the positive damage, right? No, he did not. He took the full positive, but it was not extra. Okay. I will, uh... I believe I have my short bow out still. That's what I was using. It's been a while. <laughs> it's only been a week, but it's, it's been, been a while. while. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think that sounds right to me. Either way, I will quick draw a short bow and attack. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. He's not flat-footed, unfortunately. So this triggers Nular's aid. So Nular, why don't you go ahead and make your yes, athletics check, right? Mm-hmm. That DC, would... DC 20. Bay. Where is it? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Athletics. That would be... 28. Okay, that's a success, not a critical success. So that adds mm-hmm. plus one circumstance bonus to your attack, Mukta, from Nular's All aid. Right. Let's go. That's okay. a 34 to hit. 34 is a hit. All right. 10 points of damage. Okay. Okay, 10 points of damage. He doesn't resist any of it, so he takes the whole 10 points. All right. Uh, second action, I will cast shield on myself. That's fine. And third action, I will uh, aid Nulara in her attack. Okay. And which skill would you like to use to aid Nulara? Uh, faint attack, still. Faint attack. Okay. Perfect. Uh, that brings us to Hal Harmony. I'm going to sing some more. To keep sing, the inspire courage going sing a for song. one round, okay. Sing out loud. And then I want to cast soothe at Nulara on Nulara at fourth level. Whoa. Wow! Big, big soothe. Bring it on. So this soothe spell, like you know that he has this ability. Like we thought, I think we saw it last time where he has his aura on him, and whenever you're trying to like positive healing stuff, right? I think Clovis tried to do something. He tried to counteract it and Clovis fought through. On yours, on this soothe, it doesn't come into effect because it's not a positive tag on the spell. So he does not try to counter this. It just goes through. Mm. Roger, dodger. Just 
just wanted to point that out because right. it's interesting the way some of this stuff works. If it has a positive tag, then that's nice. what it does. Nice. All right. Thanks, Al. So that's all three. Of, how many one. rounds of uh, courage is one? Okay. One. Sweet. Got it. Perfect. All right. That brings us to Clovis. Okay. Clovis is going to draw the lightning. Okay. Uh, or try to Let's see what that spell does. Pop it in chat for us. There you go. You summon a bolt of lightning to strike through a bow above you and down in your weapon or body. I do as my empty hand. So you. So, so what's it look like? Uh, is this? It, it, is it channeling through you into him or through him into you? I'm not quite clear on. No, this it's channeling from my hand. I'm pulling up this lightning that is going to come down from right above the ceiling, right on him. Got it. So you. So you're you're like char- hitting him with a bolt of lightning and then charging your weapon with electricity. Yes. Yep. That's really awesome. Okay, so he makes a reflex save, right? Yep. It's a 29. Oh, jeez. Which is exactly exactly, what... uh, But he still takes half damage, so you can roll the damage. All right. So it's... uh, Is it 3d12 or 2? Yes, 3d12. It says you can can summon the lightning anywhere, even underground, but if you're outside under stormy sky, you can increase the damage by 2d12. So so instead of 24, he takes half, so he takes 12. And now... Oh, there goes the spell effects. Awesome. And now you can add the draw the lightning spell effect to your character because you now have a weapon coursing with electricity. Your hand. hand. My hand. Yeah, your hand. Using Chidori. For any of my Naruto fans. If I understand that right, then each round I can do 1d12 damage, correct? Yeah, you have to attack with your unarmed strikes. The first hit, yeah. So if you punch him, you'll do an extra d12 with your fist. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh. Do you even have a fist? You have a staff and a shield, right? Uh, yeah. I can punch him with my shove my staff. Yeah. So yeah. You, I think you could just charge your staff yeah. with it then. Yeah, that's what I did. I charged my staff. Awesome. So yeah. So if you okay. hit him, you deal the staff damage plus an extra uh, d12. Nice. All right. My last action, I will raise my shield. And that spell duration is one minute. So for one minute, you're crackling with electricity. Okay. Nice. So it does say a creature that's either taller than you or higher than you, but canonically I described him as being a pretty big imposing dude, so this works. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, that takes, brings us to Kalido. I have to roll to see how many turns, oh, four turns to recharge his breath weapon, so. It's good for you guys. Ooh, uh, let's see. What would he do? Does he just want to fight Nular? Yeah, he's already targeted on you. He's going to use his first action to strike on Nulara. Uh, 34. Hits. Hit, but not a crit. Not a crit. Okay, a little lower on the damage. 32 points of damage in total. Okay. Ah. And then... I think he's going to... Now I gotta look something. Can you step diagonally or is that a no? Can I what? Is it possible to step diagonally? You can, as long as it's your first move of the turn. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's going to step here to put himself between the group. Okay. And with his third action, he's going to target Hal. Bob and Weave, Hal. Bob and Weave. (laughs) Sing to him, Hal, sing. 36... Ouch. So he's able to hit me because he had a flat five flat check. 
Oh, I got to roll the flat oh. check. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay, you're right. You're concealed. Uh, yeah, so I'll re-roll the attack then. We'll, we'll count that as the flat check. Oh. Oh. Even if that was the flat check, it would have been a four and it would have failed, right? So he, he, he targets one of the howls, but he targets the wrong howl and his blade just comes right through your blur, like boom, slams into the floor. Nice. It's a chunk out of it and howls like... <laughs> Oh that is awesome. Nice, nice. Awesome. All right, Nulara. Uh, would he be considered flat-footed since, or it's is that just no, like a melee thing? If you were to get oh. with, like, if you flanked with Hal, it could be he would be flat-footed. Yes, but you'd have to move five feet, next step, right? Mm-hmm. To flank him, but he no, would I'll be. Give it to. I'll give it to Mukta. Okay. Um. To action, so power attack. All right. So my faint attack goes off. This does. So go ahead and, and make that faint aid. DC 20. 26. 26. Nilar, you take a plus one circumstance bonus to your attack. Okay. So you don't get the plus two from flat-footed, but you get plus one. So actually, mm-hmm. flat-footed would be a circumstance penalty, so they would stack. Okay, Perfect. adding that. That would be... Uh, uh, I'm gonna use a hero, hero point. point. Hero point. That so that was a three on the dice for a total of twenty five. Yes, which misses. But let's uh, hero point for sure. Hero pointing. Send hero point vibes in chat. Thirty four. There we go. Thirty four is a hit. On a power Bring attack. It. So that would be. Come on, hi. Oh, wow. This is lower than my initial one. That's a little twenty lower, points yeah. of slash damage. <laughs> but still, twenty damage wrapped up and uh-huh. hurts him. He's you know badly injured now. Okay, um, uh, for my third action, I am going to aid Mukta by trying to, like, kick him in the knees a little bit. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, that brings us to Mukta's turn. All right. Uh, I am am aiding you. I'm going to drop my bow. Okay. And take a step forward. Okay. I could even stride because it's less than half my movement, but either way. Um, okay. Quick draw my rapier. Okay. Now, this is the interesting part. At this point, you're quick drawing your rapier, right? Can you, for instance, just put quick draw in the chat for me? Wow, wow, wow. I'm pretty sh- probably it's an interact, interact action. I think it is. Uh, interesting. Yeah, you interact with the one. You interact. interact. So it's still an interact action. It doesn't bypass that. So as you step forward and then go to interact, this triggers his opportunity attack on you. All right. He does have an opportunity. So if he interrupts you, he'll interrupt your quick draw. So let's target Mukta. 39. That's a crit. Do you have blur up by chance? No. You have (laughs) shield up, but it's still a crit even with shield. Yep. Okay. So crit damage coming in. Oof. Everyone, cross your fingers for Mukta. Come on, Mukta. Low? 48. Uh, now, as we were discussing earlier as well, 10 of this is cold. And you are resistant right. how much to cold? Five. Okay, so you take 40. 43. Three points of damage. So this ring that you're holding, this like ring you got from the poltergeist that were like throwing it around in this tin box, as the cold washes over you, it glows and absorbs just a bit of that cold damage into itself. Nice. Mm-hmm. And as it does so, you hear like tiny whispers in your head. 
like something is is with you and protecting you a little bit. You're still up. Ow. It is a crit, right. so it interrupts your interact action. Oh, he also narks, knocks you flat-footed until the start of your next turn. He's he's crit specialization on his long, on his sword. So you're flat-footed until the start of your next turn. Um, is he higher level than me? Potentially, I mean, yeah, he is. Okay, so because if he's if he's not if he's the same level as us, I would not be flat-footed. He is. I see. Okay. Yeah, Don't forget the shield block. Uh, oh, that's true. You can shield use block with shield. Yes. You can absorb it. Does it last until the start of your turn, or how? When does it last? Uh, oh yeah, it goes to the start of the turn. It's one turn. So it would have dropped yeah, off. So it's yeah. gone. Not yeah. So your your one action that you were going to interact and attack, he interrupts that. So one of your actions is eaten up by the by the thing. You don't have a thing when you attack. You can punch him with that strike action, or you can forego it and then interact again and draw it. You can quick draw again. He doesn't mm-hmm. have multiple reactions yeah. that you know of. But it yeah. does burn one of your actions, unfortunately, with that crit. Uh, I should have just drawn it and stepped forward. But uh, We live and we learn. Mm-hmm. See, not often do we fight something that has opportunity attack. All right. All right. Well, um, I think I'm done either way, so I'm just going to attack him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bring it on. Nulara, now at this point, Nulara can make her aid. Yes. That would be... He's still flat-footed. He is, For yes. you. Oh, natural 20. Natural 20 is going to give nice. you a, a plus two circumstance bonus. I mean, Markham is flat-footed, so he gets a minus two circumstance penalty. All right, come on. You also have be- an extra hero point. Yeah, I do. This is from If there's going to be a crit, this is our Smith. chance here. <laughs> All these, all these things have lined up nice together. Man. <laughs> that's enough for one. Of course, I'm going to use a hero point, but uh, I just have to say that's pretty on brand. We made it to the second round of combat. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's oh, let's boy. use that hero point. Let's turn that natural one into a natural twenty. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe? <laughs> Try to stop before you get copyright struck or what? <laughs> Do you right. believe in natural 20s? So that's a six on the dice. Mm-hmm. Plus 21 combines for a total mm-hmm. of 27. 27 misses. Oh. Damn it. Misses. Oh my god, this that was tracks. like you set everything up so perfect, guys. Uh great dice. I'm going to change them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you have oh, been too naughty oh, this year. Oh. So is that all three actions? It is. Alright, how? Ukta's almost dead. But the guy's badly injured. God damn it. <clears throat> Need help yeah. here. Healing Clovis. I think I'm gonna try to do abiding words against him. Okay. Perfect. He can definitely understand you. See, what languages does he know? I mean it doesn't say, but he definitely speaks. Oh yeah, it does. Perfect. I think I would do inspire uh, courage and then do attack, do fighting words and then attack okay. him. He's, he burned his reaction already. He's burned his opportunity to attack already. So uh, you are free to do whatever you want. Okay. So inspire courage first. Awesome. Yeah. He is not flat footed to this one. Um, so 25 is going to be a miss. If you'd like to hear a point, you already did use your hero point, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. 25 is a miss. All right. 
That's my turn. Yeah, that's it. Oh, man. All right, Clovis. All right, Clovis is... I will get uh, the next turn. I'm going to uh, do Syrian Light at it. Okay. I don't think I'm going to be up next Come turn, on. but okay. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll kill this guy Ooh. right now. 32 total is going to hit. Nice. Okay. Let's roll that damage. So he's undead, so he gets another. That's right. He is undead, six. so he gets another set of fighting six of good damage on top of the fire damage. Nice. A little better. Kill him. On That'd top of that, points. there's also one more bonus damage from Inspire Courage because it doesn't automatically add it to the spell damage. So he takes 13 from that, and he takes 19 from that. And then he takes one more from the Inspire Courage. So that's Would it be two more? Because for the fire and the, the well, positive? No, because it's still considered one damage roll. So unfortunately not. Mm-hmm. Tried to get as much help as we could. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Shit. Good. Let me just make sure he doesn't try to counter counteract the spell. Nope. Positive spell or ability. And this tag does, this does not have the positive tag. It has the good tag. So that good counters evil. Always. Uh, so that that's a lot of damage on him. Uh, he's He is still up. Is there any other thing? So takes full damage and nothing. It's no ongoing effects. Okay. Hmm. Very cool. So he's still up. He's near death now. Nice. All um, right. Let's start one more action. Yeah. So with that, I am going to... It's already over there. So with that, I'll take a fudge. You can still stride for your extra action. You have haste on. Oh, you still are hasted. You're right. Okay. So I will stride to Mukta and then. Good call on that. Do something else. That would, I forgot he was hasted turn. from last session. I guess at that point I will uh, cast heal on him right now. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you even you have the staff, so you can definitely like use the electric <laughs> charge staff to heal Mook to touch him with the electric staff. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> some positive, some positive damage. Oh, so. you've revealed that I'm an evil character. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's one action. So touch. So I got get... something for you next round too. So yeah, better. so that is so three healing. <laughs> it looks like three yeah. healing. Yeah, I'll take it. No, I think actually the stack gives you one more on top of that, so it's actually four healing. I'll take it. Nice. <laughs> I, th- I think your staff gives plus one to all heal spells. Yeah. So four. Okay. Well. Well, hopefully he's hurting with that Syrian light. Let's finish this guy. On his turn at the top of the round, right? Oh, Here Steve, sorry. I forgot that I had my bark skin on. So I, I wasn't subtracting the oh. damage, the resistance. So I was resistance Ooh. two for each, and I was attacked twice. So yep, I'll just so add four. Four back, correct. That works for me. All right. Let's start with his turn. He crit Mukta. Mukta still flat-footed to him, against him. I am. I put it on myself. Thank you. He is going to try to finish the job here. Here it comes, right. attacking Mukta. I'm going to uh, dodge away. Okay. What does Dodge Away so do? That it gives me a plus one circumstance bonus to my AC, which brings my AC to 26. So that is not a crit. So 35 Ooh, would have been a crit. Dodge nice. Away takes away the crit. 
big that's a big but big deal yeah. <laughs> so still a hit but not a crit thanks to dodge away let's see if he really flubs his damage roll nope no I'm he down. does not 35 points so you dodge away but you get caught with the slash five less because of the cold right uh yeah so you technically only take 30 30 oh, flat still down still down yeah all right one blow whoo mukta collapses goes unconscious blade falls from your hand you wanted to finish the job right <laughs> gonna spin over at Hal. so i remember this time flat check <laughs> dc5 flat check to hit the right Hal. 15 is gonna hit the right Hal. uh four on the dice is only a 23 to hit not uh not that does not hit and then, so, so I like to imagine he does this one big kind of arc move. He like hits Mukta, continues the blade round through Hal, who gets out of the way, and then finishes the third strike by uh, targeting Nulara with his third and final strike. Uh, 21 on the misses. dice. Misses. All right. Uh, Mukta actually gets his initiative uh, changed yes. to. Uh, yeah, so. 31.1 there we go. Oh, it rounds it. Okay, that's fine. Okay, uh, so that brings us to Nulara. Okay, so I'm going to take a step. Okay. Uh, he's flat-footed. Yep. Uh, first attack within Chorus Blade. That would be 26 to hit. It was like almost an 18 on my screen for so long. Okay, 26 is gonna miss. Okay. We're going great tonight, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. How can I aid you, Hal? Are you going to do like an attack roll again? Okay. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. If Hal is going to do what I think he's going to do, I'm going to try and like, I'm going to aid Hal by like pulling the uh, helmet up so that he hears his song a little bit more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get your hand up and like knock the helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is he is a skeleton completely underneath it, but oh. he's this magical <laughs> skeleton, right? We know that yeah. he's not just a normal skeleton. Mm-hmm. So it could work. Okay. Perfect. That's my third action. All right. That brings us to Hal's turn. All right. I'm going to step. Perfect. Then I'm going to use one action to do biting words. Okay. Make a spell um, attack on this guy. That can trigger Nular's aid. Yes. So at this point, Nular's trying to dislodge the helmet. <laughs> to make him hear the song better. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, he Listen doesn't have... Listen to his beautiful, beautiful voice. 28 is a success. So that gives you a plus one circumstance bonus, Hal. Okay. Hal. Um, words. Let me pop it up. Uh, attack. Come on. 29, 30. Yeah, because the eight. 30 is a miss. Ooh, 31, <sighs> 32. 31 is his AC. Mm. Oh. So close. Oh boy. So close. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it misses. And I will, I guess, continue singing. And that's my turn. All right. Everyone gets the Inspire Courage. Um, Clovis. Okay. It's probably dragged out. Okay. So Clovis is going to reach into his bag. And pull out a healing potion of lesser. Okay. Totally doable. Requires an okay. empty hand. So what are you dropping? Your shield? Are you using you dropping your staff? 
I will drop my staff. Okay. I hate to point this out, but you're not near your backpack right now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. Do we say that Mushi is carrying the backpack or is Mushi? Oh, no, Mushi, right. he was Mushi you did. You dropped the backpack in the corner next to Hal. Okay, here's the thing. Mukta, okay. you, you don't I have your backpack, it. so that is good. But for pointing that out and being awesome and remembering that, Mukta, you get to hear a point. Yeah, very cool. Okay, cool. So I get one I action the, uh, in the afterlife. Yeah, I give one action to Mushi, and Mushi okay. will fly my backpack over to me. I don't think Mushi's strong enough to carry your whole backpack, but he can get your healing potion out of the backpack for you. Okay, that's full. He, he brings that over to me, so that's an action, and I will pour it down. I think it's two actions. Throat. One to get it out of the backpack. It's one action to move to the backpack, one to get it out of the backpack, and one to come back to you. It's actually three actions to get the healing potion out of the backpack, unfortunately. So what you're saying is Mushi can't do it. Not in one round. He can't do it in one round. He can get to in this turn he could get to your backpack and fish it out. So he has it and he's ready for next round. But he can't oh, okay. do all of that in one turn. Okay. Thank you, so, Wolf Heisenberg, for giving a hero point to Hal. Yes. Oh, okay. Hal gets so, Clovis, kill him. Yeah, that's two actions there. Yeah, this is the unfortunate uh, thing with like healing. There's a lot of action. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least he's holding he can bring it over. So I gotcha. We mm-hmm. will go with Kill him. Um, so kill in him. this in this case, we'll rewind. You never had to drop your staff because you didn't have your backpack. So you still have your staff. It's full of electricity. It's a healing staff. You can hit with it. Cast your spell, whatever you want to do. Kill him. Yep. I'm going to uh, uh, take your place at my side. <laughs> I will stay close to Mukta there, and I will strike with my staff. All right. So hit that. Uh, make that attack roll. It is a 24. I will use my hero point. All right. 24 is definitely a miss. 33 is okay. a hit, 33. though. There we go. Right. 19 on the dice, right? 19 plus 14 yeah. is 33. That hits, so you're going to roll the staff damage, and then you're going to add a d12 electricity. Actually, if you attack, yeah. it should do it automatically, I think. No, maybe not. Staff. No, it did not. It did not. Uh, I don't think I dragged it to my staff. Oh, you never dragged it to yourself. That's why. If you had dragged it, the awesome foundry automation would have added the D12 electricity damage for you. So 11 points of damage. All right. 11 points. Plus two. What's the plus two for? Inspire courage and then his strength modifier. It's already included in that that D4 roll. So. You got. Total of 11 points of damage as like the lightning zaps him. The uh, the bludgeoning damage hits him. It's not gonna it's not gonna finish him off. All right. So uh, do I still have another turn with the haste or you, s- what? you can you still should, yeah. attack. attack. Yeah. So let's you 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 stepped right. Yeah. Or, or at least you strided. Either way. So you did that. You attacked once. You gave which you still have one more action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I yeah. will raise my shield. If I hit him again, will, does he still get another 12 damage on the lightning or just once? It says the first strike that hits yeah, every so turn. That, yeah, so with that, I'll just put my shield up then. Okay. All right. Well, Mona Truth, Mukta. Luckily, you didn't go to dying two because you did not get crit. You're only at dying one, but you yeah. do need a death saving throw here. All right. Unless you like to stabilize with your hero point. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I yep. have to use all my hero points. Yep. Just two of them. Yes. 
You're not in danger. Do I want to risk it? Dying necessarily on the strike. I mean, you can do like a repeat of what you did with that other dude. Uh, I actually have a feat where I can stand up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without. Um, Luckily, okay. you do, yeah. Yeah. I will use all my hero points to stabilize. All one of them? Two of them, actually. I have two. Oh, you have two, two now? Gave me na- oh, that's true. Lara gave me hers. Yep. Oh, wait, no, I didn't use it. So I had one, and then you gave me another one for pointing out. That's right. So I have two. That I'll, I'll still use all two. It's okay. Right. So you stabilize. You are no longer dying. You no longer make death saving throws. You are just stable and unconscious and heroically lying there. <laughs> all right. I am wounded one, though, correct? Yeah. You would be wounded you one, see, yes. You see Mushi holding oh, this no, little no. potion, no. though, flying. I don't think so because of the hero point. Oh, does the hero point take away wounded condition too? I believe so. If it you use be. all yep. of it, yeah. I think it takes yes. everything away. Oh, nice. Awesome. So you just all right. Um. So, first action. Well, no. I so, will... so stabilizing doesn't give you health. You just aren't dying anymore, right? Oh, right. It's okay. just it's just like going to zero. It's like you're unconscious but not dying. It doesn't ah, give you so a turn, unfortunately. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I thought it brought me back to one. No. Right. Let me add no. unconscious back. It'd be cool if it did, but uh just not dying. Ready to drink some red potion. That's my turn then. Maybe maybe we need a house where right if you spend multiple hero points to stabilize, you come back with one <laughs> hit point for every extra hero yeah, point you cast. That would in. be fair, come on. So that would mean Mukta could stabilize with one hit point for spending you spent two hero points, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? You want to stabilize with one hit point and come back, like Undertaker style, just open your eyes and sit up? I mean, do I want to? Of course I do. But and yeah, let's do it. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I know it's not officially exactly how the rules are, but I feel like it's a wasted hero point. You should get some small benefit. So, yeah, so yes, cool. you wake up, eyes open, you have one hit point. All right. And I have all three actions still? or You have all three reactions. Your sword did fall out of your hand, so it's lying on the ground next to you because you went unconscious. Yes. Have you, has he used his reaction yet? He has not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, interacting with the... Play weapon. dead, play dead. <laughs> you can kip up, which won't trigger any opportunity attacks. Um, Just drawing a sword will. <laughs> all right. My bow is over here, one square over, right? Yes. And I think b- before you've let me quick draw from the ground. I'll do it, yeah. All right. So I'm going to... Not keep up. I'm going to step. <laughs> oh my gosh. You gotta yeah, crawl. You can't step when you're prone. You can oh, crawl. Right. All right. Well, I will, I will keep up then. <laughs> I will stand up. I want so you to use your dang prone. new feature. Scoot, scoot. So, so keep up. Explain to the audience what keep up does. This is the first time you're using it. Uh, yes. Uh, pretty much you can stand up from prone without triggering reactions. Nice. That was really cool. So you go from like dying and unconscious to like open your eyes and just kip up out of nowhere. <laughs> That's one action, and you don't. So that happens. He doesn't get a reaction. I'm not. All right, it's not taking it off my. Either way, um, so I'm at one hit point. What are you trying to take off? Ah. Oh yeah, flat-footed. you can't take off flat-footed because prone. Yeah, there you go. There we go. No, it wouldn't let me do it because I was still unconscious, technically. Oh. I didn't put my one hit point up. That would do it. Okay. Um, So then I will uh, step. Perfect. And quick draw my short bow. Yes. And I will attack him. Do it. 
He's not left with it, unfortunately. He is not. He's near death. But what does that mean? He was already undead near life? (laughs) (laughs) Mooktuck. Mooktuck. Another natural one. In a clutch moment. (laughs) Another Sundays. Okay, well, a 19 is going to miss. Critical miss. I think what happens is you like one, no matter what. Yeah, so you like fumble the bow, like you do this really cool move, and everyone's like amazed. But as you go to pick up the bow, I think maybe just a bit of blood was like left over or something. And like, actually, no, it was really cool, and it would be a perfect shot. But I actually didn't draw an arrow. You forgot the arrow, so it was just dry firing. (laughs) You're still a little out of it. Maybe the arrow you drew was snapped in half from the fall, so it just like. Oh, either way, that brings us to Kalito's turn. Um, Kalito is going to start by targeting Nulara with with his frosty greatsword. Four on the dice, twenty eight. I think still hits. Hits, yeah. That's crazy. Rolls of four and hits. Ooh, almost max damage on the rolls. Eleven and twelve on the d twelve. Uh, Thirty four points of damage in total. Okay. You take it like a boss. Second attack is going to be against Clovis. He's doing his, like, sword arc sort of move again. Oops, I think I rolled two attacks. Take the first one. Well, it's just too bad. It should have been the first. Uh, so it's, a, it's a natural one. It was the accidental roll. So that I guess that'll be his third attack roll. So Mook, uh, Clovis, 31 to hit. Yep, that hits. Hits, but not a crit. Uh, 27 points of damage. Okay. And then his third attack was a natural one, and he misses. He was going to try to... to He can't reach Mukta. He's going to finish off Clovis. Uh, okay, but his third attack misses because I rolled a natural one. New Lara. All right, power attacking with Encore's blade. Finishes some bitch off. Trying, my friend. I'm trying. 32. Well, his AC is 31. That's a hit. <laughs> I think this might do it. Let's go. New Lara's got a hero point from Hal. 27. Thank you, Hal. 27 points is not everything slashing. <laughs> 25 slashing, two positive. He's still up. Okay. He's still up. I thought he was dead, but he's not. He has three hit um, points. My odds are the odds are not in my favor, y'all. Third action, I'm aiding Hal. Same way. So I try to knock off his helmet from, from his left. Now I'm doing it from his right. Okay. I love to see it. Let's see that 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 roll, Nulara. Or let me just wait. How gets his turn? So how? What would you like to do with your first action? La 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 la. <laughs> biting words. Come on, help! Okay. So the biting okay. words is gonna be your first action. So yeah, go ahead and make the the aid check. Or inspire courage first. Uh, thirty. 30 is going to be a critical 30. success. That gives plus a plus two, two to Hal's thing. So I think at this point, you like literally, the helmet like flies off, right? And clangs to the floor. Nothing's protecting his head now. Listen to him. Bro, I'm going to point that. Okay. Nine on the dice for 27 total is a miss. We know the target's 31. You get a plus. Oh, yes. Here we that go. Did it. Let's that go. Did it. Great hero. That's point. not even including the plus two bonus, is it? No. Yeah, for me. No, nope. 35. That's a success. He's got three hit points. I don't think it's possible. Oh, my God. Hey, <laughs> oh, shit. D6. shit out of him with those words. Let's go, Hal. That away. Hal Harmony. How would you like to do this? I'd like to 
sing out to him and start singing really loud and his armor really isn't like metal. It's kind of like a fusion glass and it starts to crack. And then the ice from his sword crawls over his frozen crystallized armor and then it bursts. Ah! <laughs> nice. He collapses and you see like the armor kind of like shatters as it falls into a pile of itself. And like the last words you hear as it's like dying, you just hear like a very faint, Thank you. As it collapses into a pile of uh, just armor. The sword's there. The armor is still a full set of like plate armor that falls down, but the skeletal remains on the inside. It's just inanimate and crumbles into bones. And this thing is dead. Everyone I think I'll uh, use... <sighs> right. I'm going to use Soothe on Nulara. Uh, you can do uh, Mukta. I can battle medicine myself. 29. Oh, thanks. So one question I needed to remember, too. Who still had the fail fortitude saves from last week against the clay golem? Hal did. Does anyone else have the, the failure effects? Okay. So in that case, Hal cannot be healed by, except for magical means until he gets to full health. And once he's at full health, then... He'll be the free of the curse, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You need a way to heal Hal magically, which honestly, you guys have infinite good berries, infinite lay on hands, and all of that. So I'm not too worried about how you guys are going to manage. You guys have covered your bases pretty well when it comes to finding ways to heal yourself. So congratulations, you defeated Kalito Harvex. The one Man. thing that you notice as he collapses, um, sitting on the pile of like bones and, and like broken sort of armor with like the short sword. He has like, he also has like a composite longbow like strapped to his back that he was carrying. He never got to use in this fight. Um, A set of keys was on his hip. That's now like pretty apparent lying in the, in like the, the crumbling stuff. So he has a set of vault keys on him. I grab it. Yeah, fish, you fish it out of, like, the, the, the remains of the body. Yeah, I want the blood out of my eyes. And then, actually, yeah, I do that. And then I just wave it around before sitting down and repairing my shield. Yes. <laughs> so, we'll take a, a quick, brief, I guess, scene where you guys are, are patching yourselves up, healing up, repairing the shield... Are you going to be doing the repairs yourself? You have a you have a repair kit, right? So you can do. I also have repairs. the crafter's um, eyepiece. The little jewel piece. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I think that adds like a plus two, if I remember correctly. What is your crafting at? Eleven plus eleven. Uh, do you want me to try it? Although I haven't been rolling great, so maybe not. <laughs> how how damaged is your shield? Is there a chance mm-hmm. of it breaking? You have to deal uh, 37 hit points. It's already broken. It's broken, yeah. but like 37 hit points to like break it, break it. That seems impossible on your guys' rolls, but Mukta finds a way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have faith in you. It's up to you. I, I only have a plus 13, so it's only plus two more. So I'll give you the crafter's eyepiece to help you with this endeavor. Okay. And yeah. on the party loot. Uh, it's a plus well, one. If it's in the party loot, that means you guys left it back at camp. No, no, no. I'll put it on the party Got loot. it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can grab it. There was a module we had where you could trade stuff, but I don't know if it still works. 
it won't let uh, me put it on the... It was or... already on there. I got it already. Oh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. And then, so while you do that, I'll do, um, I'll do treat wounds on him. Okay. Yeah, I, like, at this point, just looking at your guys' bonuses and modifiers and good berries and all of that... You have some good berries. You guys, like, no, there's nothing in here. You guys don't know this at the moment because you guys are tense, right? There could be anything in this vault. There is nothing immediately threatening. So all this time of you guys being on edge and trying to, to hurry up, it goes uneventful. So you guys can go ahead, uh, repair yourselves to full, heal up and such, refocus, all of that. Uh, it probably takes you guys, depending on your roles, but we're talking like a couple, like an hour or two at most to get all this done. So there's a montage here of you guys healing up and surviving. So I'll let you guys go ahead and, and do all of that. But let's say 21 for a crafting check. <laughs> a fail. It would be a fail on this uh, thing. But like I said, eventually it's gonna get it's gonna get repaired. Is there if okay? Is there anything that says like once you fail, you can't do it again for the rest of the day? No, no, no. Nothing about failure. Critical failure, though. Yeah. So you are fine to keep trying and or eventually succeeding. It's just it's it's not like how it's it's more of a how long until you succeed. Unless you roll like four natural ones in critical a row. Critical failures. Break shield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you roll a bunch of critical failures, you could break it. So you can just give me a it's handful Mukta. of crafting checks. Mukta. Yeah. Give, give me like give me like four crafting checks, Mukta. There you go. All right. Okay. 29 that's a success 21 is probably a fail but i don't think it's a critical fail your shield is Ooh, that's a 29 what level is my shield hang on it's that's mostly, a success. the runes the runes are the are really what push it up so like 33 mm-hmm. 29 29 21 give me one more and we'll see and with the crafting piece it heals at 15 per proficiency rank and i'm trained so okay so this is this is healing it up quite a bit that one might have been a critical fail but <laughs> It's fine. Overall, your rolls are pretty good, so there's no danger of it breaking. So before we head to Stop, break, Mukta, you, you, <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> you're trying it's to get it up. perfectly. You're starting to crack you, you it. You don't. I just need it to be working again. Mm-hmm. You, you're breaking what? it. What? Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit out of it. Um, I know. Here, I put a bad. So let's not forget pressure. why we came here, guys. This is the Vault of Seekers. This was Belcora's private you know, location that many people have died just trying to get to where you guys are now. And the reality of the situation sets in. You've got the keys. You can explore the vault. So I think there's a, a, a quick little montage I'll give you guys as we head into break. Um, the first thing we see is we see like the inside of a room with the door closed and you hear some jingling of keys. The door opens and we see standing in the doorway, Mukta and Hal opening a small treasure room dubbed the coin vault. We can see three small iron chests. That's going to be this this uh, northernmost door up here. So we can move some of that. Uh, we see three small iron chests lining the wall here. And as Mukta and Hal like open each one, we can see the big grins on their face. The first, the biggest of the chests, is filled to the brim with thousands of silver pieces. Like more than you can count. <laughs> yeah, like good grin. More than you can count. Uh, the next biggest is filled with stacks of gold coins by Mukta's quick, like estimating accounting, 500 gold coins. And the last gives you guys the biggest smile, which is a small chest filled with a thousand platinum pieces. 
each stamped with the face of the Harovex family crest. <laughs> so there's a, there should be a coin vault thing you guys can access there to get all your treasure, your coinage. Uh, the camera cuts over to another room. This one is dubbed the Armory. Nulara, I'll move uh, Nulara over here so you can see like where it is, like through the vault a little bit, this door down here. Nulara looks into the room, which at a first glance, it looks like it's full of derelict items. There's like rusted blades, armor toppled over. It was an armory that has like rusted over time and just full of mostly crap. However, there are a few items here that seem to have stood the test of time. There's a specifically like what catches your eye first. There's a chain shirt on a toppled over armor stand that looks promising along with some very nice non-decayed leather armor, a long sword, and a dagger with the Harovex family crest stamped on the hilt. And, proudly displayed on the back wall, a warhammer made of pure adamantine. So, you should be able to look at that, you know, uh, treasure loot item. And then, we crossfade from there, and we see Clovis and Mushi... As they open the door dubbed the Vault of Secrets. The shelves of this room contain several old books and various odds and ends. In the center of the room on display is a weird, dusty mechanism made out of copper and silver. It looks like a large staff with some sort of weird contraption built on the top. And your mind goes back for just a moment to the top of the lighthouse and the contraption that you guys broke collectively on the top of the gauntlet itself. And while this device looks like it's missing its lenses, you get the impression that this thing was designed to be installed onto the top of the gauntlet itself. Looking through the dusty room into it, the footprints of Kalido are still fresh. The only thing that has disturbed this place in century, the, f- the footsteps in the dust of this room, you follow them towards the shelf where you find a set of books recently placed here for safekeeping. These look to be Belcora's journals. So there's a quick montage of you kind of like reading them and, and such. The books are centuries old, but have been magically preserved. The journals describe four fulcrum lenses, crimson, ebon, emerald, and ochre, that focus Nimbala's soul-extinguishing gaze against across space and time. Belcora's journal details how she built the gauntlet and create, created a special framework called the fulcrum lattice to fit the device. Oh, sorry, to fit the four lenses and harness their power. A diagram of the fulcrum lattice makes it clear that she's talking about this very device in this room, this staff that can hold the lenses. Belcora expresses some trepidation at using the lenses because they contain a sliver of Nimbalos essence, and bringing them in close proximity could be dangerous. More specifically, the lenses impart Nimbalos essence into those who are touched by them. Having all four essences imbued at once is sure to bring Nimbalas dreadful scrutiny. 
Belcora had her talented apprentice, Volok Azrene, fashion mundane lenses that would allow the gauntlet to function at a diminished capacity until the fulcrum lattice was assembled and could be installed, which would have been done the eve of her assault on Absalom. The, four, the fulcrum lattice is designed to hold all four fulcrum lenses at once with ease, making it easier to transport them and giving you a way to kind of condense and focus their energy in one object. One of her other journal entries explains that she only used the Ebon, Ebon fulcrum lens in the empty vault at the gauntlet's base, deeming the essence of one sliver of Nimbalos essence minimal risk. She gave the other lenses to trusted groups in the lower vaults. The emerald lens to the Erdefens, the ochre lens to the drow, and the crimson lens hidden where her undead no minions could protect it. She trusts that the groups won't work together, much less learn that bringing the lenses together could impart total annihilation on a creature. Most of this you guys know already because the drow have clued you in a little bit. Right. But there is like, it's, it's one thing to hear someone say, it's another thing to say it here in Belcora's own words. Yep. The last thing that you learn in this thing, which is something that you guys did not know up to this point. The entrance to the empty vault, because she keeps referencing this place called the empty vault. The entrance to the empty vault lies beyond what she calls the gate of Nimbaloth. This gate existed long before Belcora, deep underground. When the Isle of Kortos was raised from the seafloor by the god Aradin, the vault was brought up closer to the surface, and Belcora sought it out. The gauntlet has been built up from this empty vault as a means to harness and focus its energy. This empty vault was here long before Belcora, and long after she's gone, it will still sit. A single skull key referenced in the drawings here can be used to unlock the gate of Nimbaloth. And you find this key lying here in this treasure vault as well. Very cool. So all of that information I just shared is in the Belcora Tomes item on in that vault so if you want to read it yourself uh i'll also you know copy paste it so you guys can have access to it but um okay i'll put it in the chat one paragraph at a time just so you guys can read it but yeah you guys can look through all the the items figure out what you guys want to do how you guys want to divvy up the treasure and the coinage and what you guys want to do with all this information you've learned yes quick answer you said a thousand platinum right if I said a thousand, I think it was a hundred. Did I say a okay. thousand, or I think we're I saying think I said a thousand? I, I think you said a thousand. Maybe. <laughs> if I was, if I said a thousand, I apologize. It's supposed to be a hundred. <laughs> Sorry, it's canon. I mean, it's a, it's a thousand blood. No, it's a hundred. Yeah. We play it back. It's there. Then that's it. No. Right. Yeah, a thousand platinum would be would be like pretty insane. That's what I. That's why, like, my Check eyes went tapes. super wide. Check the tapes. Moment. If I said a thousand, maybe I have to make a cannon. No, so, fine. we found the empty vault. We found the the secret vault of secrets. You've learned. Belcora herself feared these lenses so much that she went through so much scheming to split them up, give them to warring factions, so that they would never learn the secrets. And yet, here you are. Secrets revealed. 
knowing as Mukta kind of thought earlier, right? You have a chance, a way to put an end to Belcora once and for all. But you need to A, find all three, all four lenses or, you know, yeah, basically all four lenses and to face her and force the essences of the, the and then bluff into her, which might be easier said than done. We're deep in the heart of the Vault of Secrets. You found the Fulcrum Lattice, Belcora's hidden lens manipulator that she was planning to use to attack Absalom. You've learned the secrets of the lenses. You've learned that she herself fears them in close proximity. And she talks about taking only one lens with her down into the vaults to use the Ebon lens. So as we kind of fade in here, you guys have, you guys are like laid down with treasure. We see everyone carrying giant chests of treasure, you know, extra pieces of armor, weapons like stuck to you guys. Everyone here is like now encumbered, I believe, right? Yes. What is our plan, people? We have two more subtasks before we are ready to, to face Belcora, which we know are fine. The last lens, the last two lenses. And I guess that's it. You've already found the vault secret. So you have a lead on two lenses and. And we're close to one. Kind of, we're like in the same vicinity. Yeah. Well, you know that the elephant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, her name was Quara, right? Quara. Quara's father lost okay. it in the lake. Right. He died and was assaulted by the the elephants in the lake. Uh, but then the drow seers told you that they didn't. The lens was not taken. He threw it into the water to deny it to his enemies. So, the lake, which is right outside where your vault is, held one of these some years ago at least. And the other one, you've heard conflicting information. You've heard. From the drow that the Erdefens, you know, are the ones that that had one in their possession. The biggest one of all the Emerald. But, Nulara, your whispers told you a different story. Trying to remember my whispers. The dragon. Oh, yes. Yes, The the, the whispers told you one lies with the dragon. Yeah, that's I think that's why I kept asking, like, are you sure there's three? Yeah, so (gasps) who's right? The Seers? The dragon. You know, the, the Seers... The drow or the whispers, one of the two, maybe correct or maybe they're both wrong. Wasn't it confirmed though when Clovis was reading the book that there were four? There are. There's a fourth one, which is called the Ebon Lens. As like we're taking time here and like having the story, Clovis has Belcora's journals that he's reading, right? These, this isn't the book of the whispering reads that's going to like corrupt him. Although (laughs) maybe there's a moment where you're scared, right? You walk in and you see him reading a book and your immediate heart, but it's more of Belcora's journals, just her personal writing, which you guys had found some of her personal journals before in a hidden room. So it matches style and, and writing tone, but essentially I don't know if, if you saw the item, if anyone looked at the item, it's still in... Oh, somebody took it in their inventory. I don't know. Basically, the book talks about the Ebon lens. She gave the three... She had four lenses. She gave three out to the different factions. Mm-hmm. She kept one for herself and took it down into the, the empty vault with her. 
is what she said. Oh, the Ebon. Okay. So the add three. So presumably the fourth one is with her already there. Yeah. And there's mentions of her using that one on herself. So are we back in Ildaris right now? Not yet. We we're, we're still in the vault, but what would you guys like to do? All right. So I do have a question not to be greedy, but do we want to let them know about this? Because we have to place them somewhere. I've got a bunch of crap I need to put down, so I think we should go back and let them know that uh, we were able to get in there. But uh, did we find any thing of her family? Well, if you look at all these, the armors that I found, there's a lot of their um, crests. The ha- but Haravex. you mean Quora's family, right? Oh, Quora's. Yes. No, I don't think so. I think... Uh... I don't think they were able to make it through to here, though. Right. The only the only thing you found that's even remotely close to related is entries in Belcor's journal that talks about giving the drow the ochre lens as like I, part of their key safekeeping. But I don't think they made it here. Hal. I think they were yep. intercepted. Doesn't look like it, at least. I wonder. We could it, tell them we found this and I hold up my old leather arm <laughs> and a couple daggers I mean I've got some stuff I need to offload so we can tell them we found I mean we're going in there kind of limping mm-hmm. just because of how heavy all these are I mean we also look like shit I have blood still covering I mean I feel better mm-hmm. but you know I've got blood pretty That's much fair. entirely covering me so were they able to find the the bodies of the parent of you know her father and her sister. I don't think so. Mm. They just said that I had some people come back. Said they said they got uh, killed. The, the survivors of the attack. Maybe we find more with the artifacts, but I need to carry all my jangling, jingling uh, stuff back. Do you think they somewhere. have like a bank down here? You know where we can exchange some of these coins for lighter. You know, this is a lot of silver. <laughs> yeah, this ton. Just buy some art, invest in art. If I get rid of my silver, I'll be good. Do you think they have any, like, arcane art that doesn't really exist, but only exists, like, through, like, magical energy? And then I could buy some sort of token? Right. Like, you could buy not the art itself, but just. You know, they write it in their book that says you own this art and they keep it safe. That sounds like a terrible idea. Um, There's a no, lot I'm of just, ape ones for some reason in the drag community. I don't know why. I'm wondering because we're actually we're, we're pretty close to what they theorized is the location of one or two other lenses. But we're not far from Yondaris either. I mean, it only took us a little while to get here. Look, I'm just saying, I'm not going in the lane right now. I'll sink right to the bottom. <laughs> uh, is that murky? The lake? Uh, let's check. No, I do agree it with It is murky, how- yeah. It is murky. Oh. It's a little hard to see. It's a little swampy. That's not clear. Hmm. No, it's not. I, I don't need to find the lens, but I do agree with Halza that I think she would appreciate it if we found something of her family. I mean, we have to come back here for the 
to try to find the lens, so... Might do it then. <clears throat> uh, we may need to get some uh, water-breathing stuff in case uh, there's something down there. That's a good point. Oh, that's very smart. How are you guys doing Shopping with your trip? magic, though? <laughs> well, I'm not going. I'm going back to town. I mean, like I said, three right, of you might town? not make it back. No, back to uh, Zildaris. Oh, Just right. to drop off our stuff. Say, hey, you know, we got it in here. We drop off some slings and some torches and some rations or whatever. Um, All but, right. You know, we're not far from Yildaris, Caesar. It didn't take us like days to get there. It took us like, you know, walking slowly, like an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, you're you're within an hour or two of Yildaris. You know, 20 minute or so boat ride and then through the like sort of overgrown swamp like fungus patches and then sleeking around the areas that they cautioned you not to go near there's like an area where it's got like a basically like strange black thick fog and they just tell you to stay away from the fog and have you guys skirt around the edges of it to get to Yildaris Mm. but uh yeah no more than a couple hours yeah, let's go back to Norris. I did my best with Mukta, but he does not look his best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Blood just dripping there. <laughs> there's like a there's like a moment where you guys are like loading all your stuff. So you you you've cleaned out everything, right? So here's here's the thing that I'm most interested in seeing or knowing, which think? is this fulcrum lattice, right? It's too bulk. It's large. It goes over the top. It makes it really like hard to carry, right? It's it's really noticed. I mean, it's, it's not hard to carry. It is hard to carry because it's too bulk. It's hard to conceal. You guys carry this thing around. It's like towering, like, you know, eight feet tall. People are going to see it coming. So, so who's carrying it? And like, what is the plan with this? Because... Before I was we like get on the boat, then. dragging it around. Uh, wait, I ha- wait, 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 wait. Why don't we leave it here with the lens and lock it back up? We have the key. Yeah. This was a vault. Why do we need to be dragging this thing around everywhere? We don't even have all four lenses. Once we get the rest of the lenses, we come back here, retrieve the lattice and the other lens. I can leave the uh, lattice here, but I'm not sure I want to leave the lens. Fair enough, but I mean, do we need to be bringing this? I mean, it's it's taller than me. <laughs> it's taller than me too. Where did I put it? It's not in my backpack. Oh, maybe it is. That's a big backpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Also, uh, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> as as you guys are kind of figuring out what to do with this fulcrum lattice, and it comes like closest to Nulara. You begin feeling almost like a slight pulsing, a slight vibration in your bag. And uh, you notice that new Lara, like the rest of you all notice this. The lens seems to be reacting to being in proximity to the fulcrum lattice. And based on, on what it's supposed to do, you know that this thing is designed to carry the lenses around. So that might be useful in trying to find the other lenses, but once again, it's hard to carry this thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so you guys want to leave some of this here? That that works for me. I will put it back in the Limelot chamber with the key or whatever that thing is. I think it's over here. Uh, drop it there and... Uh, okay, it's uh, it's locked up. Here's the key. Who had the, who had the key? I forgot. It's in, it's oh, in that room. Yeah. Can you lock it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There's artwork for the Fulcrum Lattice. I'm trying to find yep. it so I can share it. <clears throat> so, and uh, I got this key here that, uh, according to the book, I think will get us to a very important place. Uh, what, 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 what exactly did the, the book say about that key? Uh, you want to remind me, DM, what did it say? It should be in the giant thing of text that you. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I reading it. I just haven't read through it yet. So. It opens the gate of Nimbaloth. Yeah, Nimbaloth. Yeah, opens the gate of uh, Nimbaloth, uh, which um, I think. Maybe we, we should, um, you know, spread out uh, our findings so they're not lost. Mm-hmm. If we all go, there. maybe Hal should hold on to that key. Um, maybe I, I just kind of, I just kind of give a sideline look at Nulara, like mm-hmm. looking back at Clovis <laughs> with the key of Nimbaloth. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, hmm, should we put it in the book? Hmm, maybe if I hold the book and the key together, it might uh, might work. You know what, Clovis, sometimes I wonder if you're doing this just to annoy me. <laughs> or my deity. Either way, it's working. Um, maybe both. Hmm. I'd like yeah. to remind you that I'm still stronger than you. Mm. I still have the book. That is true. You're holding the book. Yes, but you are older than me, and I still respect my old, yeah. my elders. But, mm. I listen to Mukta. Not a bad idea. Here you go, Hal. Can you hold this key? Very important for Nimble Off. Yep. Okay. Where? Uh, I'll pick it up. Where is it? I hand it to you. Put it on the party loot. I didn't actually pull it from the party loot. I don't know if you gave it to me, Steve, or if we Which just one? know the, we have it. The keys? The Nimble Off key. Yeah. Somebody took it. Well, somebody took the whole keys, but you said there was Nimble Off's key was with those books, right? Yeah, if it was in a, if it was it, in, it the was called chest. Skull Key. Okay, somebody else picked it up then. I don't have it. Must have been in the. Was it in that? Uh, oh, oh, chest? Hal has it. Here it is. I got this. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, I good was Hal. talking. I was good being Hal. very mean to Clovis. Did you pickpocket that out of me? How'd you get I, that? I, I forgot. Oh, I, I, I picked it up and then I was oh, pushing that thing around. And I, it, I, was I by, it was by my book. It's hard to keep track of what you have in this world for some reason. So I'll just share this image real quick, and I can share this. Oh, that's very noticeable. Uh, that's a bit <laughs> awkward to get. So, so this is this is what you're seeing. It's like a but, lattice, but like this thing is mounted on top of a huge, like sort of staff. So think of like uh, it's got this huge oh, wow. thing, and then I th- I want to say it's supposed to be mounted on. I was so in my kind head of like that one staff in the movie that we shouldn't mention right now that points to the uh, location of a certain uh, arc. Oh, mm. actually, yeah. I'm kind of interesting. Interesting. Uh, I okay. I, I have to take this back. I was assumed. I always thought <laughs> that this was like mounted on top of a staff, but it's not. It's just literally this huge, heavy two bulk thing that you carry around in two hands. <laughs> so the bad news is it's too bulk it's heavy it's big it's supposed to be mounted on top of a lighthouse the good news is whenever you oh, add wow. lenses to it it doesn't increase the bulk any more than it already is mm. so it's too bulk no matter how many lenses it's carrying okay that's the upside the downside being how much how many uh, bulk is that one lens you have Nulara? two one one I think it's one Oh, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, not a bad idea like, to it, put yeah. the lenses in this. Bulk. 
Yeah, and just yeah. lock this thing up, right? Do you guys want to see how it would react? Nope, not yet. It does pulse when you put it near, like, it, it vibrates and pulses and buzzes as you get it near to the Fulcrumatus. Hey, not yet. So, back to Yildaris. We load up, we load up the boat, we load up everything, and you're rowing the boat, and, like, you guys are, like, sinking pretty low into the, the thing as you kind of going across the aisle there's there's a, a short travel montage as you guys are able to make it back to Yildars without that issue so I will I'm gonna copy nope that doesn't work okay so you make it back to Yildars you arrive what do you call it the uh, the secret entrance you guys now have been taught the secret knock as well as the secret uh code word. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. We make it back to Yildaris. Covered in treasure. The first thing that happens is like Quara wants to get like updated on the situation. Like, what did you find? Do we have was, you know, what it, basically, like, why? what did my father die for? What did you learn? Information. There's a lot of information that Clovis was able to gather when we were in there. We now know that Balcora does fear these Lentis. She f- she gave them to your people and the and the Udafeds and the others specifically to keep them apart. Makes sense. She's fears is bringing them together. She assured that they stayed and and that we would be at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. Even after all these years. And there's this key that uh, unlocks the uh, Nimbalas gate. I'm not sure if he's locked behind the gate, but so you you mentioned the the gate. There's definitely descriptions of it in your journal, and uh, when you describe what you're talking about, the Drow sort of look at each other. You see the sideways glance, and she she nods, and she will inform you that she, they know this gate that you speak of. It's it's on this level. It's not too far away, but the drow stay away. Like, you know, that based on what what she was taught as a child, Quara says those vaults, that vault was here way before my great grandfather settled in these caverns. And the one thing that we were taught is to stay away respect what came before us and if you go poking around you might not come back alive there was home to a cult a a cult of sort of weirdos that they just they would lock themselves in and they the drow were were comfortable with just letting them live inside their strange little temple so she doesn't know what lies inside only that she was A, raised to never go in, and B, she knows this location. So if and when you're ready to go and explore it, if you choose, they can guide you there. So um, the next plan is probably to either go see the dragon or go talk to the Yerifans, um to find out if uh, we can find other lens. Or do you happen to have, like, uh, um, 
water breathing stuff that we can use to dive in the lake to see if something's around there or do you have like a mall here or something you know <laughs> uh we don't have much in the way of trade and goods there's a caravan that comes through every few months that brings stuff through the the sort of um darklands they come up from the darklands and you know we do trade with a couple of people like that but unfortunately no uh there's no shopping center there's no walmart ah damn i could really use some arrows um they can do arrows they can restock you with arrows uh, either way, I think we found some things that your people could use, and I'll take out my old leather armor that had a plus one. It's a plus one leather armor, pretty much. I put the rune on there. Uh-huh. Four daggers, and then a thousand silver. Wow. Uh, Is this a gift? I mean, you've been more than helpful with us. I mean, you didn't kill us right off the bat, so we're allies. I feel, I think, you know, your people could benefit from this just as much. Yes. She seems almost taken aback by this, especially because her first interaction with you was you trying to sneak a dagger into a meeting with her, right? <laughs> nothing. That was that was nothing personal. That's you know business. Why don't you make a diplomacy check for me? Oh, that's going to go great. <laughs> I have to make a diplomacy check to this just to give him stuff? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's fine. I know, I know. If you roll high enough, you may have, you may benefit from something. Oh, yeah. 17. <laughs> you really have a non-trained diplomacy whatsoever. Not none whatsoever. Interesting. Okay. Well, this could have gone really bad for you, and luckily it didn't. So, I think... So, I'm going to just delete this stuff off my inventory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, So, I'm trying to decide... Yeah, you know what? I think this is a cool sort of um, cinematic moment here. Just moving your tokens real quick. Um, So... Here's what she does. She sees you sort of make this gift to to the people and all of that. She's kind of touched. So she, in in addition to stocking you with, you know, your quiver full of arrows, they try to convince you that you should take one of, they have a better thing. They say, look, we have much better technology. They have like a, a repeating hand crossbow, which is like a little hand crossbow with a magazine of bolts. And they like snap it into place and they can fire like five shots at a time. Before they, like, reload the magazine. Can I use that? Uh, it's not a... It's not... Are you trained in crossbows? I don't think so. So it probably won't work for you. It's really cool, but... It probably doesn't qualify for any of your rogue stuff. But... In addition to giving you... If you want to take it, even if you can't use it, I don't know, we can figure it out later. A hand crossbow with... um with like the draw, like a, a magazine and a different draw things. They do offer you something in exchange, something from their, they usually reserve this. She says, I reserve this for when we send our scouts out on important missions, things that are, that we are worried about their safety. 
and she pulls out a set. It's like a, a pair of boots and a cloak. And she says, it, it might be a little big on you, but this is the smallest that we have. And they hand over like a child size <laughs> elven, elven cloak oh. and elven boots. So I can I can add this for you. Alright. But they're pretty cool. I mean, if you know, f- you're probably familiar with elven cloaks and and things in other games. I'll get this added, but let me just look it up. So Elven Cloak. So would you say they gave me like two bulk of arrows, like twenty arrows? Yeah. Uh, get a plus one item bonus to stealth checks with your cloak. Yes, yeah, so cloak of Elvenkind. When you pop, it allows you to cast the Ghost Sound Cantrip as an innate spell. That's interesting. Um, as well, plus one item bonus to stealth checks. So that's cool. But here's the, here's the real ability. Right, once per day you can draw the hood up and gain the effects of the invisibility spell. Ooh, that's really cool. And if you're wearing boots of elven kind, which they are also offering you, you can do that twice per day if you're wearing both. That's cool. And the boots give you plus one item bonus to acrobatics checks. And once per hour, you can ignore difficult terrain while moving on the ground. Wow, that's awesome. And if you're wearing the cloak of elven kind, you get plus five status bonus to your land speed until the end of your turn. So they've loaded you up with like an elven cloak and boots kit. You got a, you got the set bonuses going. Mm-hmm. I'm like showing it off. I'm doing like the catwalk. Like, mm-hmm. check it out. The <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Hello? Hello? But yeah, and that that is cool. So you do get this cool sort of... Uh, in exchange for your patronage and for you handing over a thousand gold and all this stuff. Thousand silver. Thousand silver. You're right. Sorry. You say 10,000 silver? I don't know. It's hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> a million silver. And is the plan. You want to unload all this stuff. Are you guys resting for the day? Are you guys tapped out? Or are you guys going to go out and search today? How's our magic users? There's a shot of you guys unloading all this stuff into the bedroom, right? So you got your own little bunks in the bedroom, and it's just like all this extra gear you don't want. You just throw it on the party loot and get it off your characters. (laughs) They do not have access. So the problem is they don't have access to any kind of water breathing stuff. I know you guys were asking about that. I'll double check. There's really only like a handful of casters. Is there a spell that just gives you water breathing? Probably, right? Um, I don't know. Clovis, do you know? know. You, you did the that seers stuff, right? don't have it, and they're the I only spellcasters. Do not know. Could you get said in the morning, like you helped Lara with her? Uh... Oh, let me look. Water breathing spell is the second level arcane divine primal spell, it and primal. it's yep. thirty feet. It targets up to five creatures, and it lasts for an hour. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, think... just to point out, you could give Mushi water breathing when you prepare your familiar for the day and have Mushi look. Yep. That's a cool use of that thing we don't get much of. Yep. But yeah, water breathing is just a second level spell that you could prepare that would give five people water breathing for an hour. Okay. Yeah, um, I just need to have a good night's sleep and uh, I could probably cast some water breathing on us. Hmm, okay. 
I've got like uh, six or seven spells left. Most of them are, you know, the little bitty ones. But, I mean, if you want to go, Nulara, I will hide behind you. I mean, I will go with you. Sure, what? Oh, got some blood caked in my ear. Oh. Mukta comes out from um, one of the rooms where, you know, the water, like, the water basin is. Uh, that's much better. Cleaning my whiskers. I mean, I'm good to go. Um, no, I think you should rest for the night. I, I feel fine. I mean, between uh, Clovis's good berries and, you know, Hal's magic hands. I... And this is hard for Nolara to say. I do not feel fine. Um, I feel that there's a little bit of fluid in my lungs still. And if we do plan on maybe diving in, looking for stuff underwater, I don't think I'd survive that very long. To be perfectly honest. Even though I'm very trustful of Hal's healing capabilities, sometimes I'd rather him just damage the other enemy. Yeah. Yeah, plus um, I, I have to get a good night's sleep for me to be able to cast it, so I couldn't cast it right now. I also really do have to work on my shield. You did such an amazing job, but it's not enough. Not yet. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to get it to four. I mean, I could spend the night. I don't see any reason to rush. Are you perfectly focused, though? Because earlier... You almost, there were a couple of moments when you almost, like, damaged it. Instead of helping it, you almost, like... I'm not, uh, to be quite honest, I'm, I'm, I'm used to working with, like, smaller contraptions, you know. Like, I don't wear a shield. I'm not super familiar with, you know, how a shield works, so... That's fair. That is fair. Oh yes, I would like to get my sh- my 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 shield back up to its former glory, and myself to start coughing up blood. And if you remember, in the central chamber of the meat kind of guest room, there's this anvil and forge. It's like it doubles as like heat source and like light for the kind of common area that they the drow gather around there are capable smiths here that could easily repair your shield for you if oh. you like and they will gladly offer to do that for you all right so we have a couple options who what do we want to do first do we want to go for the elephants or the dragon or go deep sea deep lake diving for for the missing lens how about these options? What if we try and do it in a day and then while we're all up and ready, hyped up, as Mukta would maybe say it, we go for the dragon first and then maybe we could just talk to the elephants and then the the the, the swimming thing wouldn't be too much of a problem. Mm. Mukta thinks back to those giant frog eyes. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. Were the frog guys in the lake, though? Were they? I Not think just I like, they were in the lake by the farm. Um, yeah. I'm sure this lake is completely empty. Yep. Because I think with the dragon, it's definitely a fight. The elephants, maybe we could talk them into giving it to us. So take the, so take on the dragon when we're 
at our best in the morning, you mean? Yeah. That makes sense to me. Sure. So then the plan is to sleep, rest, get full health, and then set off to the lair of... Oh, what was the name of the dragon? They said it was called... I don't think we Ravarex. Before heading to bed, I'm going to ask one of the smiths if they could fix my shield. Yes. Mokta wears his new boots and cloak to bed. Would the smiths be able... No, it takes a day to move the the runes and stuff from one sword to another. It does, but I mean, it's still pretty early in this day, right? Because you guys were only out for a couple of hours, so if you wanted them to prepare it and have it ready for the next adventuring day... Yeah, they can do that for you guys. Ooh, yes, please. I'd like to do that. Like the chain mail to the scale mail, and then all the plus twos to Encore's Blade. Right, so... There would be an extra striking rune. I don't think you can double this. Right, rune. okay, so... Did you not get the plate mail from, uh... Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I should have. Cal. No, I I remembered looking into plate mails before, but like there was something about them that would have it reduces your speed. Yeah, and a, a more slow f. In fact, because of of your alliance with the drow and your gifts and the, you're like doing all this stuff, uh, Quara will actually front the cost that it costs to move any of your runes around as well. As, oh, as part of a benefit no. to supporting you guys. So they incur that cost and pay it out of their own treasury. So feel free to move your new runes around as you see fit. Are you going to move your stuff around, maybe? Uh, what do you mean? I've got everything uh, already set. Oh, you got all the striking on both the bow and the dagger and the longsword and the rapier and everything? I mean, maybe There's I an can extra take striking off the, the plus two from the dagger and put it on the rapier? Yeah, it's possible to switch those two. And then put the striking ring on it? I've already got the striking ring on the rapier. And and the bow? Uh, For the bow? The bow has a striking ring as well. Okay. Because there's an extra one. Yeah, it's it's a plus one striking short bow. so. Uh, So I will switch those two so the is plus two and then now this is plus one didn't he have some stuff that we should have taken like the longbow it was uh, magical wasn't it not do we have to go back it wasn't magical when you hmm. pinged it it, was magic, it wasn't magical his sword could, like the great sword I was tempted to grab it but if I grabbed it I wouldn't have a hand for my shield the sword when he wielded it was full of ice magic but when you pick it up it's not magical it's just a great uh, sword. Yeah. A mm. lot of that magic was imbued from his kind of curse. Oh, I see. Mm, gotcha. Not so much. Oh, and then so, sometime during the night, I will pray to the great power above who controls everything to add the elven boots and cloak to my character sheet. Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to search for them, but it was not uh, coming up right in um, in Foundry right now. I don't know why. So they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. Uh, that's what Mukta dreamed when he was yeah, lying down. He was, he was dreaming of some other game. <laughs> All right, now it's working. 
Okay, so I'll add that to Mook there real quick. And then Clovis, you can feel free to, to reprepare your spells. You guys can get all yeah, of your spell slots right now. back. Boots of Elvenkind and Cloak of Elvenkind. All right, you have them both. So all you need to do is equip and invest in those, Mukta. All right. Where are you? Under equipment. So I'm prepared and ready to go. Yeah, technically, Nulari, you get to prepare too because you can change your feet if you want. All right. <laughs> so would you like to re-prepare a new feat? What did I put before? Oh, Shield Warden? No, no, no. You keep that? Yes, sir. All right. So you retreat to your bunks. There's a whole day of, of like eating and talking with the drow and playing cards and talking and just relaxing and, you know, pouring through the books and getting plans and talking about what you're going to do next and knowing that you're going to fight against the dragon. In fact, if you guys would like, you can make recall knowledge checks ahead of time because, you know, this is like one of the first times you guys know what you're going to face, right? They've told you it's a black dragon. So if you guys would like, you can kind of use some of this downtime to recall knowledge and see what you can learn or know about dragons. And I think everyone can make it if they'd like. And the check for this is either if you have a specific lore that applies here with dragons, you feel free to use it. The basic default one for dragons is Arcana. See, if this is happening like the night before, can I use this info to base the feat that I'm picking for today? Yeah, of course. That's that's the point of it, right? Like, you know, you can you can prepare if you know what you're going into. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So anyone would like to make cavern lore apply here? Yeah, you can do a cavern lore. I would consider this unspecific lore, which is something you could use, but it's it's easier than an arcana check. Okay. I will try with... But I have a plus... My arcana's plus four. Make the check secret, by the way. What do you think is better? The plus four to arcana or the easier cavern lore? What's your plus to cavern lore? It's plus no, I, I, my Arcana's four, four more than my Cavern Lore. Yeah, I mean, do you want me to tell you mechanically which is better? Oh, I did a private. Uh, no, actually, don't, don't, don't. Okay, I won't. You did private, but not secret. So I think you see it too, right? So nobody else can see it, but you can see it. Oh, me and you can see it. Okay. So each of you that are making a check, you can kind of tell me what kind of information you're hoping to gain from your check as well. So what are you trying to figure out, Nular? For the, for the Black Dragon, like. Would yeah. it have any known, like, weaknesses or... Got it. You come up short, and you are unable to come up with any information that helps you one way or another, Nilara. Uh, <laughs> Mukta, what would you like to try to ascertain? Uh, I would like to know if uh, it has any weaknesses, any okay. damage. Perfect. So... You're pretty confident. It's not that you come up short, but you're pretty confident that dragons do not, like black dragons specifically, do not have a weakness that you can exploit, a damage weakness. It's not that you came up short. You just know there is no weaknesses, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good to know. Yes. Okay, and then uh, Clovis and Hal, would you guys like to make checks and see what you know about dragons? Hal doesn't? Okay. Clovis? No. Clovis knows nothing about dragons. Okay. 
then that is what you kind of uh, ascertain as you prepare. So you know it doesn't have any damage weaknesses. And then that's it. I'll say with your success as well, I will tell you that dra- adult black dragons are kind of considered level 11 creatures, Mukta. They do this weird categorization of creatures that start at like less than level one. They actually go to negative. It's weird when they say there's like a negative two creature out in the world. And it goes up to like level 30 creatures. Adult black dragons are on a level 11. So as you guys do these preparations and as you drift off to sleep, making your preparations, preparing your spells, there's a little bit of celebration. There's a little bit of feeding. You guys go to sleep. No real issue except for the middle of the night. You awaken in the middle of the night to screams and panic echoing through the hallways of Yildaris. And as you guys step into the hallways, you hear panic voices. She's here! She's here! And from deep in in the city, you hear screams, pains, things exploding, and then very distinct cackling of Belcor Aharuvex, unleashing her fury on the drow city of Yildaris. Run. Right? No? We just watched, are we just watching this? Well, right now I you're mean, just hearing you it, right? Away. I thought you wanted to run yeah, away. Yeah, I thought you wanted to run away. <laughs> run. No, us run. <laughs> to, to help. Oh, not without the lenses, we are not ready. Oh, to help them to safety. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are pretty much like sleep where you know he's like dressed for combat. So if you want to take him, if you do plan to write, either running in naked or you got to take a minute to get oh, ready in. A minute? I mean, we're, we're talking narratively a minute. Okay. I'll take the minute. <laughs> You take a bit of time, and as as you do, there's a cut. The camera goes across the the sort of cavern, and you just see like these drow like step up and like try to like shoot her, and they shoot her with the bow. The arrow like flies through her. She reaches out. She's there's at least a dozen drow dead around her. By the time you guys show up, prepared and ready to fight, so are you guys going to show up to fight? I guess that's question one. Maybe we just going. Yeah, maybe we can try to force the energy from the lens, Nulara, into that lady, uh, and see how it works. I pull it out. Okay, I'll I'll do that. I'll do one of its actions, where I try to possess her. Okay. So, I will say you guys can go ahead and prepare yourself in whatever order here you would like as you're coming down the hallway. You should be able to see Belcora at the end of the hallway. And as as she like finishes off one of these drow, you see not 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 Quara, not her bodyguard, but one of the drow that's lying here, the one that she's in the middle of killing, is Foxy himself. No. And she Foxy, looks up, he, he drops his body drops lying there unconscious and dying on the floor as she turns and points in your direction and lets you know this is your fault. I told you to leave. Now they will suffer. 
And I need you guys to go ahead and uh, roll me initiate initiative <laughs> against Belcora the second time. What a bitch. Uh, Steve, could I have said as I was running up, huh? I pulled the hood of my cloak up? Yes, of course. All right. So Mukta is invisible. Perfect. <laughs> Belcora wins initiative. Hal and Mukta, you guys rolled the same. So I'll let you guys choose who wants to go in what order. You guys cool with the order that's there? Hal first. Hi, Mukta. Yeah, that's fine. I guess she looks down the hallway. And she's going to cast... Okay, the door opens. She sees new Lara right there. Look up, points at you, new Lara, and casts Phantasmal Killer. Ooh, that's new. So as she points at you, you watch as, like, you watch as the ceiling tears open and peels back and out crawls this weird otherworldly tentacle crawling creature with seven tentacles on each arm and seven fingers per tentacle as it begins to tear down the hallway charging right at you Nulara none of the rest of you see this only Nulara does can you make a will saving throw okay that would be 30 okay 30 is a failure okay but I have bravery so when you roll a success, it becomes a critical success. But when you roll a failure, it doesn't do anything, I don't oh, think. It doesn't say anything. It says when you roll you a success. The, anytime you, you gain the frightened condition, reduce its value by one. Okay. That, that is good to know. So in this case, a failure. Yep. And anytime you gain the frightened condition, reduce its value by one. So you gain the frightened two, which actually takes you to frightened one. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also are going to take... 34 mental damage. All right. So it tears down the hallway and you just watch as like you feel its tentacles go through you and like just hurt you. It's all mental, but it's Ah. real. And you like slash your sword and hit it and it like dissipates. And then with her second or her third action, she casts shield. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Clovis. All right. So Clovis, a little nervous there, hasn't done this in a while. He says, what the hell? And he (laughs) throws his fireball down the hall. All right. You you go out here. You drop the fireball right where Bokora is. None of your allies are nearby. That's good. What's bad is the dozen or so drow bodies that are lying around her, including the freshly dying body of (laughs) Foxy. They all incinerate into ash and dust are completely gone as the light explodes. The sear marks down the hallway, the doors, the furniture, everything around here in this living quarters, in the middle of this city, incinerates with your fireball. What's the radius on it? 20-foot uh, burst. So it's, yeah, 20-foot burst. So it's just a 20-foot cube? Or it's 20-foot in every direction from a point, right? So basically yeah, like 40-40. Yeah. So the doors burn. Like, you have, like, incinerated a lot of collateral damage, but... Let's see if Belcora can save. I figured I'd uh, cremate everybody. A little bit less work. Uh, she gets a save. 37, which is a success. Yeah. Yep. But you still do half damage. Okay. So that is... 
10 points of damage. Okay, let me see if she resists any of this. She resists this damage by 10. Are you fucking kidding me? So half damage is 10. She resists 10. In the midst of the explosion, Belcora lies untouched. Sweet. You still have one action left. Yeah, right. Oh, you raised your shield. All right. Hal. Let's see what happens. Um, Where's Nulara? Can I see her poking my head around the corner, or do I have to step out? I'll allow you to poke your head out. You can step up one square here. Okay. Lean. I will cast haste <laughs> on Nulara. Okay. It says one eye out in the hallway. Nice. All right. You get quickened condition, Nulara. And uh, I will also cast guidance on Nulara. All right. Guidance on Nulara. Now that is my turn. All right. Mukta. All right, Nulara. You don't see, but you feel a rush of motion beside you. And I'm going to stride. Yep. All the way up to so, her. So here's the interesting thing, right? You are invisible, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're hidden from her, you're concealed from her, but moving at full speed invisible doesn't automatically keep you hidden, if that makes sense. I can also sneak at full speed. Yes, so you have, but you have to make, how many strides is it to get to her, basically? How many sneaks? Uh, two. Okay, so it'll take two, two stealth rolls to reach her without being noticed, if that makes, if that makes sense. Because you're invisible, you can hide in the middle of the room, but you still have to make the hide check. To see if she noticed. Okay, so just being concealed doesn't make her flat-footed? Well, it does. Well, mark her with the nail. No, because then Hal would get flat-footed from being blurred. Right. Um, Yes. Double check. But if you are able to beat her perception with your stealth checks, then she would be completely unaware of you, and you would have... She'd be flat-footed, and um, I think you get a... Is it just flat-footed? Is that the only thing? Invisibility is very complicated. Yeah, I think it would just be it would just be, uh, be undetected, undetected condition. Uh, when you're undetected by a creature that could just flat-footed to you, yeah. So it's already flat. So I don't need. I'm not trying to hide. So if you're, but like, if you want to stay undetected, you do need to hide. You do need to sneak, right? No, because then I would become hidden if I'm sneaking. So right now you're undetected, right? She she can't see you. Yes. She's not aware of you. So you're at the highest level, which is undetected. If you stride without sneaking, uh, you go to detected. Okay, so I'll make two. You'd be I'll hidden still, still but you'd be hidden but detected. But okay. you can sneak full speed. That's really cool. So that means you could potentially reach all the way to her without her even noticing you. Reach with invisibility condition, by the way, by way of invisibility or spell is automatically detected to creatures relying on sight. Is that under the invisible condition? Invisibility rules. Invisible. It's the invisibility rules. Let's look that up. You're undetected. Everyone creatures can seek to attempt. If creatures succeeds. Oh, yes. I think you're right. It only happens. Oh, so the only the only catch here is if you become invisible when they're staring at you, then you need to sneak. So, yes, you are correct. You, so I don't need to make the rolls? You don't. You I mean, are, you're undetected because her only sense is sight. She doesn't have any other sense like blind sight or anything like that. 
Well, okay. I mean, I don't know. I haven't um, looked at her senses. If you want to <laughs> assume she's relying on just sight, you don't have to sneak. You could just strike. All right. And uh, uh, I'm going to become visible in a minute, in a second here anyway. So. <laughs> right. It's just it's just literally starting up there. That's the only difference right now. Because even, hid, even hidden, even while hidden, the creature is still flat-footed to me. Yes. So yes. even if she, even if I go from undetected to hidden, they're still, she's still flat-footed. Yeah. Okay. So I'll let you move all the way up to her. She's flat-footed. All right. Although you do, interestingly enough, as you move near her, you can sense through the like through her body language, she does seem to pick up that you are near her. But you're still, she's still flat-footed. All right. That's all I wanted. <laughs> and I strike with my rapier. Okay. Flat-footed. F for flat-footed. 31. 31 hits. Ooh. And this is the ghost touch. This is a ghost touch. This is ghost touch. Okay. 19 points. Okay. 19 points, and she takes the full damage. And I am no longer hidden. But you're right <laughs> because in front of I'm no longer invisible. <laughs> and that's my turn. All right. New Lara. All right. I'm going to use my first action to stride my tw- oh, 25 feet. Okay. And then uh, next two actions, uh, doing a sudden charge. Okay. Right here. Perfect. Whee! Uh, should be, I'll be flanking with Mukta. You will. Okay, so that's three actions already. I'm going to attack her with Incor's Blade. Would she be considered undead? She is. I thought you pulled out that, uh, whatchamacallit, the lens. The fulcrum? Did I, Steve? Because I, mean, <laughs> I know I mentioned I it. You mentioned it, right? So the question yeah. is, as you're, as, you're, as you're running down the hallway ready to face her, what do you have ready? Your weapon or your or the lens? Because, because of my feet, the nimble shield hand, I can still hold an object oh. with my shield hand. Yes, I will pop it up. So yeah, I'll totally allow that because that feet. Okay, so I have one. So are you are you um I I just have Oh wait, no. I did a sudden attack, right? So I still will be You did a sudden her. charge, right? A sudden charge, yeah. So what does sudden charge say? Does it make say make a melee strike at the end? Yeah. Okay, and what is the what is the uh lens say? It, it takes two. Yeah, that's the thing like can I make that? This isn't a melee attack, so you can't do this object interaction as part of sudden charge. They don't interact together because it's Damn. not a ma- it's not a strike or a melee attack. It's an interact action with the object. Okay, okay. Say, and it takes two. I would but, say attack first, getting up to her. Is yeah, stri- yeah, that's what I wanted. Okay, uh, that is what I'm going to do. First attack. Okay, good. That is a. Uh, 29 to hit? Uh, because she's flat-footed, that's a hit. Sweet! Ooh, nice job. Oh, that would be... A ghost touch rune on this one, too. Ghost touch, points. positive damage, and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, she takes the full 21 damage. Alright, perfect. And then for my third action, I'm going to... Barely I injured still. I know. What was there? <laughs> uh, another. I'm gonna raise my shield. Okay. That's it for my turn. All right. That brings us to Bakora's turn. So many toys to play with. 
I figure she's got the range anywhere, so, anyway, so I might as well get up close to her. <laughs> <laughs> she runs away, frightened of our awesome power. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Never to return. Got so many toys, but what she she has a she has a mission. So her mission. Okay, she wants to. She's going to make a. She's going to use a spell called Black Tentacles. It's a three-action spell. It is material somatic verbal, which means Nulara. Yes, please. You could attack her. Would she still be considered flat-footed? She is. Yep. Perfect. Let's go. Natural 20. Mm-hmm. A 37. 37's a hit, but not a crit. Not a crit. Oh, even with flat-footed? Wow. Even with flat-footed, yeah. Okay. You're close. You're close. But not close enough. Uh, 17 points of everything damage. Yep. And she takes all of it. And she's now injured. So as she casts a spell and triggers this, you watch... As black tentacles spill forth from her, the seven black tentacles spill to the ground, go around the room, shoot out. One of them lunges up and uh, like latches on you, Nulara. One of them latches on you, Mukta. And. Bakora casts hentai. It's super effective. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. So it doesn't say sight. So one of the tentacles, two more tentacles down the hallway. One of them attacks Clovis, and one of them attacks Hal. Attacks all four of you guys, because you're all within Damn. range of her. Now, I need you all... Oh, no, she makes a spell attack roll, one spell attack roll, and it's against your guys' fortitude saving throws. Fortitude DC, sorry. Oily Black Tentacles make a spell attack roll, so I will make the spell attack roll. Where is her spell attack roll? I'm just going to roll it. It's a plus 25. Oof. Well, then that would hit me. <laughs> uh, right natural 20 on the dice. She critically oh, hits all of so, us. So that just means 45. Does anyone have a fortitude save? What is all your fortitude save DCs? Uh, 29. 15, um, so it'd be 25. So it's a crit against probably everyone. 24. <laughs> yeah, it's a crit against me. Crits in chat for the DM. Ooh. Nope. Uh, nope. So any nope. creature that you succeed is, is grabbed and takes 3d6 bludgeoning damage. It is a spell attack roll, so. So roll three ones, come on. Yeah, thank you, CJ, for the crit for the DM. So 15 points of damage, that's not bad. 15 points of damage to everyone, but you're all grabbed and held in place by these tentacles. Any creature that you see against is grabbed and takes the bludgeoning damage. Whenever the creature ends its turn in this area, the ten- if they haven't already been grabbed... They do, and every turn you're getting grabbed by these tentacles and hurt by them. And you can escape from the tentacles with an escape DC. Okay, yes, what was your question? Uh, Feared would have been like a minus one to my attack roll, right? Because I was feared, I'm feared one. Yeah, you were for that turn. 28. Oh, yeah, would a 28 still hit? It. She she was flat flat footed, -footed. though. It was, was this, this is on your turn, right? It mm-hmm. it would no actually it wouldn't have it wouldn't okay twenty eight would have missed okay because she had shield up okay but please. we're not gonna rewind it now it's fine okay <laughs> and I think the frightened condition goes away one lessens one at the end of your turn is that right is that how frightened works yeah so you should be frightened zero now 
but that's her whole turn. She used three actions to do this. So within 120 feet of her, like you just see tentacles are whipping around. All four of you guys are wrapped by these tentacles. They're grabbing you in place, but there's more tentacles in the areas that just want to lash out at you every turn. Clovis. All right. Clovis is going to cast Searing Light. Okay, so you're attempting a manipulate action while grabbed. Oh, wow. So I need you to make a DC5 flat check. Somatic verbal. Is somatic, I think somatic makes it a manipulate action. So the flat check passes, but the spell attack roll of 22 misses. Of course. And no hero points. All right. And I will raise my shield. Okay. That's my turn. It doesn't say it's a manipulate action, so I guess you're good. All right, Hal. I have to escape this, right? To move? Yeah, you need to escape the uh, the grab, and it's a DC... 33. DC 33 uh, escape. What is escape? Escape is an action you can take. Once you're grabbed, you attempt... It says you can attempt a check using your unarmed attack modifier or an acrobatics check or an athletics check, depending on which is highest for you. So it's either unarmed attack, athletics, or acrobatics. It's your choice on how to break free. This, Not this, my strong suit, huh? It does count as an attack just for for multiple attack penalties. So if you break mm. free and then attack, you're attacking at like a minus five on your second action. Gotcha. What about the other way around? If you attack first, then try to break free. Uh, you would have to make a DC five flat check because you're grabbed. Yeah, but you could, yeah. The uh, what would happen is the escape would be at the minus five attack penalty. Then that's what I was wondering. Yes, what yes, it takes. Yes. Okay, mm, that makes sense. I don't have much I can do being stuck in this room, and I can't make an athletics or acrobatics check without a crit. That's tough. You can attack the tentacle. Spell magic. I can attack the tentacle. Well, attacking yes. the tentacle is like making an unarmed strike check against the DC, right? Oh, okay. I think. AC is equal to your spell DC, and if it is destroyed, it, if it takes 12 or more damage. Oh. Can, can I attempt to do effect? some biting words? It says that in the black oh, tentacle. Yeah, you can attack a tentacle and attempt to release his creep. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so its AC would be 33, and you just have to deal 12 damage to it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to do a biting words. Okay. No, I can't because it has to know my language, and I doubt these tentacles know my language. That's a good call. Everybody knows songs, music. What if the owner of the tentacles understands you? I don't know. Then you'd be attacking the owner and not the tentacles. When, you know, hiding backfires. I did not know she was going to roll a natural 20 on that. At least it wasn't a high damaging thing. It was just annoying. Well, I think I'm just going to sing because I can sing. Sure. You can definitely 60 sing. 60 feet. Where are you? I'm in the room. I, yeah, down the hall. Uh, well, shit, I guess I should try to get out. I'll try to get out. What is it? Uh, which one do you want to make? Athletic, acrobatic, or an unarmed strike? Does it not matter? You just need a natural 20? Yeah, because I'm super low on all of them. Well, the other thing too is uh, no. This inspire courage is just verbal, so it's not it's not a manipulate. So there's no flat check required. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Now, if you yeah, only only if you tried to linger in composition, then it would return into a uh, thing. So that's cool. Okay, I'm gonna try to escape. 
All right, make that check. 26. Uh, 26 is a miss. <laughs> is there anything else I could do? For one... Also, uh, it- Clovis, you took three damage at the end of your turn being crushed by the tentacles. And I think I will cast a winning streak on Clovis. Or, yeah, okay. target them on Clovis. So he gets Perfect. quickened for one round. It's also verbal. Okay, yep. None of that requires any sort of manipulate action, so the tentacles don't affect it. All right. So one round for Inspire Courage. That is uh, correct. We're too far. Oh. Uh, are we're you? more than 60. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're oh, more 60. than 60. Okay. It's okay. Got it. Clovis gets it then. That's what I was measuring earlier. <laughs> All right, three damage for you two as well. Harl, how's yep. the end of your turn? All right, Mukta. Going to attack her first. Okay. Uh, DC five. Wait, is strike a manipulate action? Probably. Doesn't have the manipulate <laughs> tag. Really? No, because if I think if it if it were, then I would have been getting attacks of That's opportunity. That's true. So yeah, yeah, in this it's case, it's not like I'm drawing the rapier; it's already drawn. So yeah, yeah. So in this case, yeah, the attack can just go off. All right, she is flat-footed for me still. Yes, she is. All right, nice. That's a thirty-seven. Wow, the one off a crit, believe it or not. That's oh. mm. courage. Flat-footed. She has flat-footed. Oh, gotcha. I'm not seeing it. It doesn't, add, it doesn't add to his roll. It adds it to her AC. To AC. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it's 37 against her current AC of 28. So wouldn't a 38 then would have been a crit? Then a 28 would have hit, right? No, because she it, she had a higher AC that turn. Oh, because of shield. That's because right. of shield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's fine. So damage. So there's a hit, but not a crit. Yeah. Yes. 18 points of damage. All right. She takes the full 18 points of damage. And your debilitation something. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, uh, there's so is, much is on that, higher levels. Is that? Oh yeah, if you hit a flat for a creature, yeah, she gets debilitated. Yeah, I should have done that last turn as well. Um, where are you? I'm going to make her in. No, I mean it's enfeebled. One only affects strength, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really going to. She's going to care about her strength. I'm going to give her a minus 10 penalty to speed. Okay. She now has a 10-foot penalty to all her speed. Uh, then I will attempt to escape. Okay. So that it's a minus 5 now? Yes. Minus 5 to this roll. All right. DC uh, was 33, I believe. Oh, God. The minus 5. The minus 5 is the difference, yeah. All right. Um, and then I will cast a uh, shield, which is only verbal. Yep. Awesome. All right, Nilara. Okay. All right. So since we are up close and personal, I'm going to get the uh, lens and try to possess her with it. Oh, I like it. All yes. right. So I think if you read the... if you It's read- an interact... It it's is two actions. Yeah, it's two so actions to interact. You're basically taking the thing and like making a melee spell attack against her. Mm-hmm. So you get a you get to use a plus eighteen modifier. Okay. Deep. Oh well, it rolled by itself. 
Uh, I'm going to use a hero point. Okay. 25 uh, plus 18 would be 23, which would miss. Plus 18. I'll, I'll use the trident. Because <laughs> it's already a plus 18. That works. All right. Hero pointing it up. Ooh. 35. Peace. 35. So here's what happens. You take nice, this shard, nice. right? And as you pull it out, you're kind of hiding it under your shield arm, right? <laughs> you pull it out. You have yeah. a thing. You strike her with it. Her, She spins. Her eyes go wide as she says, where did you get that? As you thrust it into her, right? And as you do, the red swirling mist that's inside that like is touching you, that's been building this anger inside of you, forces itself inside of you. And you watch as it looks like this lens you're holding drains of all its magic. The red crimson glow is forced into her ghostly form. And you see, she like reels back as this energy hits her. The lens you're now holding is devoid of energy. It's no longer magical. Her, the red begins swirling inside of her and combining with her body. And she looks down and you watch as her hands are glowing red as you have given her the benefit of the Crimson Fulcrum lens. But this is a weakness, though, right? Because that's how I understood it <laughs> on her journal. She was afraid of this bitch. She was. I think all four. not Maybe yeah, not one at a time. Yeah. Okay, only, well, only you succeeded. You, so together. if I mean, we're like, yeah, you're kind of going on this assumption that you need to imbue all four shards into her. You've imbued one of the four that you know of. But in the short term... Uh, it looks like you've made her a little stronger. Ah, so it's not—it's not like a—it's not like an effect that goes away. It's like we've done it now. We it's, just need to get. Yeah, it's permanent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's permanent. Okay. Now, yeah. But it's okay. Dinner, I'm more confident so. about this decision yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, okay. Like, oh, she is stronger, <laughs> but it is a. Yeah, uh, but she's also yeah, mad. Yeah. So when you're yeah. mad, you know, sometimes you don't think right. Maybe she'll take it out on somebody else, not us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have two more actions. You're already genociding use... a whole people. So yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah, we're, me. we're close to defeating I, her. <laughs> I burned everybody up, so she likes me now. So you do have uh, two more actions. Yep. One. One. The quickened is a stride or strike, right? Yes. So this is a melee strike, so you can use that as part of it. That's fine. Yes. Uh, also, before so... I forget, Mukta, you take two points of damage from the tentacles. All right. Okay. Holiday dice. So I'm going to power attack her. Okay. Uh, that that includes my. I get a multiple attack penalty. You do on it, because yeah. of the uh, the the thing was a melee strike, so this will be at minus five. She is flat footed. Okay. Perfect. So that would be. Oh, I thought it was twenty. Twenty six. I looked at you for a second. Uh, twenty six is just gonna miss. Mm-hmm. That's it for my turn. One so day, much. three to go. Well, unless at- she like bites at me, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no. But she's like, she's like looking down at you as you imbued her with this power, and she's like, you see, like there's a moment of realization as she realizes now what you know. Rasmus sends- waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna send her into a sort of. Let's see. She. Let me just look at the spell. We're gonna get those other lenses fast. <laughs> it's okay. We're gonna get him. Uh, she looks at you, Nulara. Power word kills. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to do a two-action spell that's somatic and verbal, so it does trigger an opportunity attack. 
Mm-hmm. You also, I forgot, you take the tunnel damage at the end of your turn. You lie, you take one. Big deal. Okay. Oh, a 37. Still. Hit, but not a crit. You're one off a crit. Oh, but I have guidance and I can choose when to use it. Good point. Does guidance last more than one round, though? Yes. Right? Guidance lasts until the start of your next turn. I thought I had to choose. Well, you If the target uses the bonus, the spell ends either way. Target chooses to which roll to use the bonus on before rolling. You can't roll. Oh, duration. I see. Nudge fate. The witch skill did do that. You could bump it by one. Mm hmm. But, uh, um, oh man, that but go ahead and roll the damage. It's still a hit. That's still great. Okay. <sighs> Again, just barely. That's the second time you missed it by one. Yeah. Uh, 20, 20 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Leaves are open. Uh, she reaches out to you, Nulara, as she like does a hand and she just says to you, like, enough. Uh, she casts Feeble Mind on you. I've experienced this before. Can you make a will saving throw? <laughs> Another stupefied. Stupefied. Yeah. Uh, you might want to look at you, the. She's already the. <laughs> yeah. Look at the critical. <laughs> yeah. Failure. Jokes on you. I already have. Twenty-eight. Okay. I don't have a. That's a failure, point. but not a critical failure. Great. Mm-hmm. Nulara. Stupefied four. Shit. You become stupefied really? four, with an unlimited duration. Damn. And then. Uh, she has, I think seeing this, her speed is reduced by 10, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the debilitating strike. So her speed is a lot slower than it usually is. Wow. She has like barely any speed now. Her, <laughs> her speed's only 25 originally. <laughs> I love so this. This is like playing chess, y'all. <laughs> you reduced her to 15 speed. Ooh. That's kind of cool. I think what she does is... You watch as she... I can't do anything. She just slides into the wall. Through the wall. And you watch as her ghostly form just disappears through a wall. I cannot do that, so... (laughs) (laughs) 